1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On the Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. You're listening to 105.9 The Region and welcome to On the Market. This is York Region's exclusive radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez and my co-host and real estate expert is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Good morning, Asif. Good morning, Tia. Now, as you know, the stock market has felt the impact of COVID-19. Have you noticed a change in the real estate market as well? And is, or is it just a matter of time? You know, there, there really hasn't been a change in the real estate market. And right now, our market continues to chug along. It really is the engine for our, our global economy. And especially in Canada, because what you're seeing is if the housing market is strong, it puts a lot of money back in through spin-off business into other sectors. And and that's what we're seeing right now is our economy in the GTA and in, in the rest of Canada remains strong. And the other thing that we have to look at is we don't really have a lot of cases of, of COVID-19 and and what is it, six deaths in North America so far. So it's when you compare it to even the common cold or the flu, it really is a, a very small sample size. And when you talk about those spin-off benefits and businesses, what areas are you talking about? Well, you're talking about, you know, the Home Depots or the Lowe's. You're talking about uh, lawyers. You're talking about accountants. You're talking about the financial sector. There's, you know, furniture. It's anything that goes with the house purchase. People are going to buy drapes and blinds. They're going to buy appliances. So there's a lot of money being put back into those sectors from each house sale. Now, we've talked about the fact that this is the middle of March and it is the spring market, which started really, really early. What then are you noticing in your offices? We're noticing that everything is selling in multiple offers. So even homes that have sat for six months, eight months because they were overpriced or, you know, it wasn't as attractive as the neighbor's property was. Those are starting to sell now because it's a supply and demand equation. There's so much demand out there. People just want to get into a home with the recent interest rate drop. People are, you know, there's a lot of consumer confidence out there. And it's unlike last year or the previous year where consumers are confident that this is going to be their best investment. And look at what's happening to stocks. People that have invested in the stock market are losing money overnight, even though it's on paper, but they're not confident in that right now. And if you look at what Saudi Arabia did this week by increasing their oil supply to decrease the price, it's, you know, it, that's what we need in the real estate market. We need someone to come in and just say, I'm building 100,000 houses. That's the only thing that's going to drive price down is an influx in supply. And that's not happening. So then what are you telling your clients? Because you said the demand is there, but the supply just isn't. So what do you do? You got to be. So what we're telling our buyer clients is you have to be vigilant. You have to be ready to act. So, you know, get out, get pre-approved, make sure you have everything in order so that when that house comes up, you're ready to go. You're ready to put an offer on it. You're ready to pay what you know you feel is the proper value for that home. There's no deals out there. So when people are saying, I'm going to offer $10,000 below asking, you may as well not even offer on that unless you know the house needs a lot of work and you can justify that price point. That house is going to sell in multiple offers. And it's better if you hold off, if you're thinking of not going full price or not intending to go battle in multiple offers, just hold off because all you're doing is driving the price up for other people 
And what that's going to cause is the next house that comes on the market is going to be based on the sale price of that previous house. So you're shooting yourself in the foot by putting an offer that's not serious because all it means is someone else is going to use your offer, go higher, and, uh, and purchase that house for more. Now, you provided information and advice for your buyer clients. What about the sellers? Sellers, if you're thinking of jumping on that market, you need to go when there's less competition. So you want to be on the market right now because you don't have competition. And the only thing that in a subdivision, when there's only five or six different models, the differentiating factor is going to be price. So if you have three of the same models on the market, when you hit, it, it becomes a price game. And someone's going to say, well, they're at this price, so I'm going to go $5,000 less or $10,000 less in order for me to sell it first. So you want to be... Uh, you know, the the house that's on the market, that's the only one on the market, and people are going to be into a bidding war over it rather than have competition. So if you're telling sellers to get that house on the market really quickly, what are those areas in that home that they should address really quickly and can happen really fast to show that home? Well, right now with the weather turning, you want to make sure the outside is cleaned up because it's taken a beating over the winter with the snow and everything. You want to make sure that, uh, you know, you get some flowers out front. Make it stand out from the rest of the houses on the street. And this is a perfect time for you to do that because not a lot of people are ready. They're going to wait till Easter weekend or so to get that up. If you can get working on that right now, this weekend, then that's going to set you apart. The other thing is the power area. So as people walk in your front door, what do they see? And it's a little bit different than what we see. You have to look at it from a buyer's eyes. So walk into your home like you're walking into a model home. How does it look? How does it compare? Because that's what's going to draw people through the house. And if you're not able to do that, those people have made that decision in the first three or four seconds to walk out. And just one last question then before we take our first break. How do you navigate the multiple offer scenario? Because you said that's happening a great deal. It's tough. And, and again, it's different for buyers and sellers. So let's take a buyer through it. You want to be ready. You want to have your deposit bank draft with you. If you don't get the house, you can always take it back to the bank and, and just have them uh, return it to you. But you want to have everything ready so that you eliminate any type of negative connotations that the sellers would have for your offer. So you want to go in with a strong offer. You want to go in with a strong deposit and have the bank draft with you. You want to eliminate any conditions that you would put in there. So that means spending the three or $400 and getting the home inspection done first. That's for your peace of mind, and it's a great investment. So if you're going to go in to a multiple offer and not want a home inspection condition, get it done first. Get it done the day before. Get it done uh, you know, a couple of days before so that you can get the report and be comfortable with that and get your financing in order. So that's the first thing you should do is because you need to know how much extra you can pay for this home and your bank will be able to tell you that and, and make sure that when you go in and bid thirty or 40000 above asking that you can actually afford that. Now, in terms of the seller? For the sellers, you want to be able to, uh, you know, your agent has to set the expectations for the other parties. You want enough lead time so that you have as many people through the home as possible. The other thing you want to do is you want to set a price point that you're going to be comfortable with selling. So if someone comes in with a bully offer, and that means they're not going to wait for the offer date, they're going to come in with a really strong offer and blow your doors off, where is that price point? And that's something that needs to be predetermined with you and your agent so that you're both comfortable 
and when that offer comes in that that's what you want to expect so there's there's a lot of prep as well you want to make sure your house shows well if you can do a pre-inspection and have that report sitting on your kitchen table so that people can come in and take a look at it and feel comfortable that the home inspection has been done and they don't have to worry about having that condition in place that's a great idea as well and I guess neither side should have any kind of emotion attached to the purchase or the selling. We usually tell our sellers, you need to take the emotion factor mm-hmm. out of this because people can play that. And it's a business decision right now. You're trying to get as much return on your investment as possible. So for the sellers, it's a business decision. And even for buyers, sure, you love the house. And if this is your dream home, it's okay to overpay because you're going to be living there forever. But if this if this is like a five-year or seven-year move, you want to make sure that you're not paying that equity that you're going to make over the next five or seven years up front because then when you go to sell, you're going to maybe break even. So it really, you have to take the emotion out of it on both sides. When we come back, a check on the market in Detroit. Stay with us. You're listening to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's only radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Thank you, Tina. Joining us next is Kevin Stewart with Stewart Team Real Estate Partners in Metro Detroit. Well, Kevin, welcome back. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Kevin, we're just swamped right now with multiple offers, bidding wars, and we wanted to get uh, your take on what's happening south of the border. Yeah, we're, we're much of the same here. Um, definitely much of the same here in Metro Detroit. We're kind of nonstop for uh, multiple offers. Uh, our interest rates are insanely low right now in the state. So, you know, money is cheap. That usually lends itself to buyers really, really, really putting a hot pursuit on to, uh, to the market. So it seems like our spring has sprung faster than normal here in Metro Detroit. Uh, you know, we're into March and it's, it's been pretty crazy out there for at least a month now in Metro Detroit. And and what we're hearing is because of this COVID nineteen and and to stimulate your economy down there, you guys are you may you may even have another interest rate drop coming. Yeah, there's there's definitely rumors out there. It's hard to believe um, because I just don't know how much lower they can get. Um, you know, I, I think that you know we I read an article actually yesterday, uh, and I can't remember the source offhand, but that it said it's the lowest interest rate in five decades. So 50 years, lowest interest rate uh, this last week in 50 years uh, on a 30-year fixed mortgage, uh, which is incredible. Uh, you know, I mean, there's every le- loan officer I know, all the lenders around are refining people left and right. Most people are saving a lot of money on refinance, but then also looking to purchase and uh, in a lot of ways sometimes increase the amount of home that they're purchasing because they can borrow money at such a good rate. And have you guys seen any type of drop or or concern regarding COVID-19 affecting the housing market? I mean, we were talking about that earlier in the show, and we haven't really felt anything up here. But how about down there with uh, with concerns of this spreading? And I know a lot of the states have declared states of emergency. Have you seen any fallout from that? I'll tell you, so far we haven't. So far I haven't seen any fallout from it. Um, I, for the first time actually today, no less than about an hour ago, I had somebody bring it up. 
in an email. They actually, it's a multiple offer situation, similar to what you guys are doing with their property has been on the market a couple of days. We have five offers uh, and one of the agents um, emailed back and said they were not going to increase their offer. They were going to keep it as is because they were concerned uh, with the stock market and, and Corona. So uh, that's, that's the first time I've actually had it come up in any type of real estate conversation. For the most part, most of our clients, most of the people that we're talking to, oddly enough, don't seem too concerned. I mean, everybody, I think, is concerned about it. It's obviously something that we have to keep our eye on. We have to be careful. Uh, but at the same token, I don't see it so far. I don't see it having much of an effect, at least in my area, on the real estate market. Yeah, it's, it's almost like a moot point because, I mean, our, our market is determined by supply and demand not by external right. factors. And no matter what the external factors are that, you know, the government tries to implement or anyone tries to bring in to either stimulate or, you know, kill the market, uh, it doesn't really mm-hmm. affect the housing market. And and I see this, uh, you know, being the same way where I don't think it's really going to affect us because it does nothing to supply or demand. Correct. And I think that our supply and demand has stayed fairly similar. And in fact, I would say is now, decreasing and has decreased significantly over the past, call it 30 to 60 days in Metro Detroit, it's decreased because of interest rates. So we always see an effect on interest rates. You know, when, when interest rates change, that can really, really change a buyer's perception of what they are and are not willing to do. You know, if interest rates don't adjust and, you know, in the States we have a, a wash in the stock market, right? If a lot of people lose money in the stock market for months at a time, you know, uh, for 30 to 60 days, we feel the effects of that eventually. That's probably our only outside factor that we feel because people get a little scared, right? I, I, I say this a lot that I think 2008, 2008 is still too close in people's minds. People still feel that in the States, right? Especially in Metro Detroit. It, it's too close to home for some people still. And so when they see what they feel some instabilities in the economy, Sometimes they will pull back, but it has to happen for a period of time. Uh, but that's not going to happen when they're decreasing interest rates because that's completely offset by the fact that people can borrow money so inexpensively. Well, yeah, Kevin, that's what I was going to ask you is, you know, money is cheap. Are, are people worried about what happened, you know, over a decade ago? It's still sort of top of mind for so many investors, don't you think? And are there safeguards in yeah, place think- so that that doesn't happen again? I... Yes, because I still don't believe that the reasons that 2008 happened, those things are not happening. Though they're, bar- they're lending money inexpensively, they're still being careful about who they lend money to and how they lend money. And again, keep in mind, our interest rates are based on a scale. They're based on a, you know, a, a qualification process now that is significantly uh, more intuitive and more difficult for a buyer than it was back in 2008. Back in 2008, they just take your word for it. You know, before that, in 2004 or five, that got us into the issue, into the problems that we had, is that you could just say how much money you made and say how much money you want to, you know, spend, and then they would ask you how much you, you know, how much is the house worth? And they just took everybody's word for it. There was no level of, of diligence, of due diligence done by the lenders. That's completely different now. They are still doing rigorous due diligence on buyers. It's not that the money is necessarily easy for someone to borrow, but when they qualify for it, it's so inexpensive that a lot of people are going that route. So I don't believe that this is an indication that that's going to happen. And generally, when you speak with somebody who may have some concerns, because every once in a while I'll get that question, 
But usually once I explain to them why the economy did what it did in 2008, they then go, oh, okay, that makes sense. Now, could we have dips? Sure. I believe we're going to have a dip. It always happens. I mean, if you look at, you know, 100 years of real estate in Metro Detroit, you're always going to get that up and down roller coaster effect. And we've, we've been up and up and up for a very long time. I do believe there's going to be a dip, but is it going to be even remotely close to what we saw in 2008? I don't believe so. I really, really don't, just because I understand and have researched and know the factors that cause that. And those factors are not happening anymore. Lenders are being very responsible still with the way that they're lending money. So all that to say, I don't believe that that's going to have much of an effect on it. I don't think that's going to go down. Some of the investors, I know you mentioned investors. I know a lot of times when we're talking, we're talking from an investment standpoint. Investors do get concerned. I do have some investors that are pulling back a little bit right now because of their concerns. They feel money may be a little bit too cheap. But I also have investors that are doubling down because they're actually using interest rates to buy more property because they can borrow money so inexpensively. They're spreading their money out better. So some get, you know, it just depends on how someone operates. Do you operate from a position of fear or from a position of opportunity? I still think there's a ton of opportunity. And and also overall, the consumer confidence in the real estate market, you know, north of the border and south of the border is is at a high right now. And you know, the the lending money is one thing, but what you're seeing in other markets is there's supply issues because you know overseas factories are closing down or you know the the supply isn't coming to North America and that's what you're seeing not only with manufacturing but also with the stock market with all these concerns you don't have that with real estate you don't have and and even if you know builders decided they would shut down their operations due to this fear or anything like that that would just drive prices up even higher because there's even less supply mhm and, yeah, and, and yeah I, th- I completely agree. It's all supply and demand based. It really is. And right now we don't have enough supply and we have a ton of demand. So, Kevin, can you take our listeners through a bit of the, the Detroit story? You know, when we last spoke, you were still in the rebuilding process where that downtown core was becoming a really amazing hub and a great place to live and invest and and stay again. What's happening now in, in Detroit and the greater Detroit area? Yeah, so um, great question. Much of the same. Uh, I think we are, are absolutely still continuing on the upward trend. Uh, downtown, the downtown market is continuing to be very strong. Um, it is become very difficult for people to buy actually in what we would call like our city center, uh, kind of in that midtown area, the kind of where all of the uh, the um, uh, the areas really, really, really gotten nice it's become very difficult for people actually to purchase property down there. There's just nothing there. Uh, there's not a lot available. Uh, there's a lot of rentals. A lot of the stuff has been snatched up and then turned into long-term rental type property for people. So a lot of those opportunities have slid a little bit, but where I think uh, the effects that we're having now, where I'm really starting to talk to investors now is not necessarily trying to go play the Detroit game right in the city of Detroit, but to go just to the outskirts. We've got some really nice suburban communities just on the outside uh, and really on the edges of Detroit that are really good communities that are coming back now really, really fast because people are starting to realize that, you know, living in the city is a little bit outside of their financial ability, and so they're going just outside of it where they can still get to downtown Detroit, whether they're to, to work or play. They can get down there very, very quickly, uh, but going just to the outskirts, not necessarily all the way north into the suburbs, like out where our office is. Our office is about – 
uh, 25 miles directly north of Detroit. But I'm talking about halfway in between those two points. Uh, those areas have become really, really uh, great areas for buyers to purchase in. And I believe some of those areas and some of those pockets are really good for investors. I think in the next three to five years, I believe those are the areas that are really, really going to increase in property value. So from an investment standpoint, we're just looking in slightly different areas right now. But it's all good things still for Detroit. Everything in the Metro Detroit area, I believe, is going to continue to keep going up. Kevin, with the, the low boring costs that you guys have there and your investors looking to invest, I've got a message for them. Canada is on sale, 35% off. <laughs> it cost me 35 cents <laughs> to buy an American dollar, a dollar thirty-five to buy an American dollar. So you can let them know we have really good deals up here and bring them up. <laughs> but Well, that's not a bad idea. I'll definitely let them know. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, if people want more information on these suburb properties that you're talking about, because I know your rental market's really strong up there, how do our really investor strong. clients that are listening right now get a hold of you? Yeah, so there's two ways to get a hold of us. So uh, one, you can call our office at any point, um, uh, or you can email us at any point. So you know, I'm, I'm, I'd be happy to give that number out now, um, or they can contact you. Ask if they're they're always welcome to call you, and you can put them in contact with us. Uh, that's always a great way to do it. But if any of the listeners, you know, want to, um, you guys mind if I give out the number? Yeah, now? yeah, please do. All right. Yep. So our number is two four eight seven five nine five four seven four. One more time, 248-759-5474. That's our office direct line, or you can email me direct at Kevin, K-E-V-I-N, at StuartTeam.com, S-T-E-W-A-R-T-P-E-A-M.com. And like I said, they can always contact you ask if you can have a conversation with them and then put them in direct contact with us as well. Sounds great, Kevin. Thanks for joining us, and we look forward to uh, another check-in soon. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. When we come back, we get to your real estate questions and this week's hot listing. And just a reminder, if you missed any part of our show, go to 1059theregion.com. You're listening to 1059 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 1059 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with REMAX Prime Properties. Time now for our listener questions, and the first one comes from Lou in Richmond Hill. He asks, would I have more luck finding a three-bedroom, two-bath condo in an older building than a new build? Are there other benefits to purchasing a pre-existing unit or an older building? Condo fees, list price, etc.? Great question, Lou. And three bedrooms are making a comeback now with the new builds as well. The The question would be, what size are you looking for? A lot of the older buildings have larger three-bedroom units, which are 14, 15, 1,600 square feet. Some, some are even 1,800 square feet. And those buildings would be obviously older, but their maintenance fees would be a lot higher too because a lot of times – the hydro and the gas are metered together instead of individually. So your maintenance fees would be a lot higher. Price points would be lower. If we're looking at, uh, you know, with condos, we try to look at price per square foot. So you're probably going to be around the uh, seven or $800 per square foot mark in the older buildings. In the newer buildings, you're going to look at about twelve to $1,500 per square foot. 
the units would obviously be smaller. You're looking at maybe a thousand square feet, 1100 square feet for these three bedroom units. And the maintenance fees would be lower, but what you have to account for is your utilities would be measured separately. So you're paying utilities separately. When you add that to the maintenance, it would be comparable. But a lot of the older buildings, because they've had a lot of work done, and uh, you know, you're going to have a little bit more in terms of maintenance fees. All right. Our next question comes from Jonah in Thornhill. His email says, I have an agent who I've been working with for some time now and feel very comfortable with him. Is it okay to ask my agent to recommend a lender and a lawyer? Yes, definitely, because your agent knows who's going to get these deals done. And although they may have two or three different contacts that they can provide you, they know who would be best for you in that particular situation. And you have to have a good relationship with lenders and lawyers if you're in the business because you know, it, it, it's a team that gets the work done and you have to have a solid team. So yes, please go ahead and ask your agent who they would recommend. You know, even if you want to interview two or three different people, they'll be able to do that and then ask them for their recommendation too. That's terrific. Asif, if our listeners want to connect with you directly, how can they do that? And they can contact me at 416-985-CON. That's 416-985-5426. And just before we go this week's hot listing, Heather Cooper joins us next from REMAX Prime Properties. Heather, over to you. Thank you, Tina. This week's hot listing is a big and beautiful four-bedroom, four-bathroom detached home in Cornell Rouge. This home features gorgeous dark hardwood floors, a stunning white kitchen, beautiful light fixtures throughout. It's got a finished basement with a wet bar and a large rec room. This home, it's not just pretty, but it's really practical, too. It's got main floor laundry, a double de- or double attached garage as well. Um, all four bedrooms have bathrooms attached. That's fantastic. Asif, that what do really you think? Is. When I first walked into this house, it was like walking into restoration hardware. <laughs> it was a stunning That's home. That's pretty nice. That's pretty nice, yeah. And uh, it, it's it's actually stunning. You have to see this. It's It's going to be at a price point that's... It's going to be a steal, and it will probably go into multiple offers, so you got to get in there quick. And where is this area? It's Cornell Rouge, is that right? It is, yes. Ninth uh, Line, 16th Avenue area. It's a really nice little pocket in Markham. Great schools, lots of parks. It's uh, the new... The new uh, transit hub is coming there as well. It's going to be great. And now, Heather, you mentioned that there are four bedrooms and four bathrooms attached. That's right. So there is a Jack and Jill as well as two en-suites. That's amazing. Is that unusual these days or is that pretty common? A lot of the new builders are going to oh, okay. that just, just to give people their privacy and, and also there's more space. So it's uh, you know it's a great feature to have and it's one that clients are seeking. Okay, Heather, one more time, the highlights of this property and where our listeners can get more information. Okay, it's a four-bedroom, four-bathroom home located at 4 Snow Creek Street in Markham. This property is listed at $1,288,000. This property is listed by Susan Taylor and she can be contacted at 905-554-5522. That's our show for this week. Remember, if you need to connect with Asif Khan or if you missed any part of On the Market, Go to our website, 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.